Joel Kim Booster, this is who now? <laughs> Mitra Chahari. <laughs> okay, cursed up top. <laughs> it's been two weeks since we've recorded the pod. We're recording it on a different day than we normally record it. Nor- I'm coming straight from therapy, feeling absolutely torn apart from the inside out. That I mean, it's that's really a new energy for us. We've not yeah. ever because I do my you do your therapy on a different day, and I do my therapy on the same day, but way Whoa. earlier in the morning. Oh, gotcha. uh, Normally, so, so I've like had my day to sort of, uh, you know break everything down, undo all the work that I did that morning yeah. <laughs> and come back to you a completely unchanged woman. I'm so. coming rushing, rushing from my Zoom appointment with my therapist where I think she tried to break up with me, but I said, nice try. Why do you think this? I believe you, but why? Um, Because I'm just like not talking a whole lot in therapy lately. And she's mm. like, do you want to be here? <laughs> Like, yeah, bitch, I do, but unfortunately there's only like one thing going on in my life right now, and that is the pandemic and my inability to say or think anything interesting for the last nine months. Um, So unless you have something interesting to say about that, then I guess we're in a stalemate, babe. (laughs) And it it is a competition, so let's forget. It is a competition (laughs) and I will win because if she thinks I'm going to break up with her, no dice. She's got to do it. Sad. And she and she chickened out today. Chickened Queen, out today. Queen's Gambit energy, <laughs> so cool, <laughs> epic Anya Taylor Joy vibes. <laughs> I do take a bunch of pills, dry swallowed, before I go to therapy. And and my thing with the Queen's Gambit is that I've only seen the last two episodes. Why? <laughs> so, um, because I came into it uh when uh. Other people were on episode six and seven, and I was like, "Yeah, that's fine." I I don't. I was never gonna watch it all, so I Got was like, it. "I'll just." I yeah, do. Why I not? do think you miss the best parts, but okay. You know well, what? I, I can't we'll, control your life. We'll talk offline about what I need to watch okay. <laughs> from the Queen's Gambit. <laughs> okay. Um, how are you? How are you doing post Thanksgiving? How are you? Oh my you? god! I had the most incredible Thanksgiving. Um, I was going to make a joke about how a lot of family members got together. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I'm fine. Um, I told Joel this. I started doing The Artist's Way, which I think is, um, it felt like, I, I sort of I bought it a long time ago, and then I was, and then I just as a joke, like, obviously. I mean, I, I bought it, and then I was like, no, I'm, I don't need this. And then I've sort of hit the point where I'm like, I need this. <laughs> 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 just having like prompts and stuff to do. Um, How's it going? I'm. I've been a couple of days since we talked about it. But. I'm only a few days in. Um, nothing major to report. No breakthroughs. I do think it's nice to start every day like writing those three pages. Uh, they have you just uh, for the listener who hasn't gotten to hasn't hit rock bottom yet and started the artist's <laughs> way. They the one of the things you do is every day you do your morning pages. You sort of blurt out. 
three handwritten pages of whatever. You're not trying to do it. Be a good writer, just trying to write those three pages. And the idea is you kind of unblock um, things that would keep you from your work. But so far, I've just been doing the morning pages and then not doing any other creative stuff. So, um, but the pages have been nice. Um, other than that, not too much to report for me. I all, I'm having a similar thing in therapy. I would say less of like stalemate vibes and more. I'm just like, but I do feel that sense of like, well, I'm really spinning the wheels here, aren't I? Um, I, I just have like, I feel like I have like nothing to say, (laughs) but, but not because I feel good, but just because I'm like, yeah, you, I mean, I guess again, I feel like shit. Um, <laughs> once, once again, again I come to you <laughs> feeling uh, like shit <laughs> on my hands and knees begging for the answer <laughs> she won't give it to me um, yeah so that's really the big thing um, how are you? Um, I mean I'm spinning out as per usual I actually had a great Thanksgiving week where I, I did not see a single living human being. I was stoned for most of it. I watched so much TV. And for some reason, like, I I still have, like, school holiday brain where I'm like, I can only allow myself to do that when I know that, like, the world is shut down. Because now it's, like, Monday, and it's, like, nothing functionally has changed about my life. Wait, wait, what did you watch? Um, Let's see. I watched, I watched The Crown. Mm-hmm. Um, I caught up on that and then I, I went straight from the crown into the Princess Diana documentary. Whoa. Um, big, big, big time, um, into the, to to the Princess Diana story Have you watched all of the crown? No. So I watched the first season and a half of the crown, Mm -hmm. skipped season three entirely. And then, cause listen, the entire crown has just been a prequel to the Princess Diana stuff. Let's be real here. (laughs) Nobody gives a shit about Queen Elizabeth. We only care about Princess Di and what ha- and what they did to her. Um and that's what and that's what started this season. And so I was like very interested in that and very interested in um that part of the story and you really don't miss it's not a, the type of show where you're like spo- like where you, you can't follow it cuz it's just history and it's like the most boring period of British history anyways up until yeah. this point. I really struggle with like Anglophile yeah. stuff. It's so not interesting to me, but people love the crowd so much. And I almost didn't watch the Queen's Gambit at all for that reason because I thought it was Anglophile. And then I found out <laughs> it's America file. <laughs> you thought because it had the t- the word queen in the title, you thought it was well, British. And like Anya Taylor Joy, who I looked her up and she's from Miami, I look at her and I think, the, the past. <laughs> I think of the past when I see her. She's British, but she speaks Spanish fluently. But she is British. She is British, yeah. Oh, okay. So, and, <laughs> great. Yeah. So you were right. I don't I don't know where you got this Miami business, but she's but definitely it, British. I looked her up on Wikipedia. And you know Wikipedia is unimpeachable. Okay, where did you find out that she's British? Because uh, I've watched interviews with her. Oh, American-born, Argentine-British a- uh, actress, but she was born in Miami, Florida. Okay. 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 Well, so, then we both are right. Thank God we we took a detour and did that. Well, I mean, at least it's not. Bro- I I promise not to Brothers Grimm this and bring it up for the rest <laughs> of the episode. Unless that was a hit, though. I think people really liked it when they did that. Yeah, they they really they showed how much they liked it by not responding to it in any way. <laughs>
<laughs> I would rather I would rather get a million no emails from you guys than nothing. <laughs> to get radio silence after committing so hard to something. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, I, I I deleted the emails. You got plenty. I saw them come in, I but would, I didn't want to give that you would, that satisfaction. That would hurt me so bad. Yeah, so <laughs> I would never do that to you. Um, okay, well, we're back. Um, we're in tip-top form, obviously. Can't wait to get to answer. After we've both revealed that we literally cannot do our jobs anymore uh, mm-hmm. as comedians— we can't do um, our jobs and we can't even do therapy about it. And we it. can't even do therapy. <laughs> I, I literally cried out today in in anguish. I said, I can't even do therapy right. Um, <laughs> and she said, you're right. Uh, I don't believe that. <laughs> oh, no, no. She's a good therapist. I think. I don't know. I feel I've been seeing her for like over a year and I don't feel any different. Is that a good therapist? I don't know, but maybe it's good that you're like feeling new, like you're feeling neutral after all of the changes of this year. If you're like, I don't feel any different than yeah. I did before, then great. It just kind of helped yeah. you maintain. At least I'm not a bad Terminator. I'm a neutral Terminator. Have you watched? Oh, I watched, baby. I, I haven't watched, watched yet. I'm really scared. I, it is. Because that's like right from roof. by where I, it's Middletown, Ohio, which is. Oh, um, wow. I had no idea you were Appalachian. I mean, I'm not, but <laughs> yes, I. Yes, you are. Un, yes, I, you are. I'm. Appalachia girl. <laughs> I'm so that. <laughs> Do you, uh, so which Terminator are you? The three genders? <laughs> I guess I'm a neutral Terminator. Um, no, I think, I think Glenn is actually okay in it. Amy is so bad. It's drag. It's lifetime drag. Um, it is, it is like, it is sort of like, I didn't understand why people, until I started reading about the book, I was like, why are people, why do people think this is offensive? Cause it's offensively bad, but mm-hmm. they like sort of, they wipe, they, they like sort of wiped away all of the like bootstrappy racial, like conservatism of the book and just made it like oh. a flat lifetime movie, which I, I guess is a sort of a lateral move from it being like white people are the real oppressed people Appala- white Appalachian people are you know that which is I guess apparently the tone of the book I haven't read it but um, I have not read it I've refused to, to read it but it was a movie that I walked out of the room many times during to do other things and then come back <laughs> and, and did you ever press pause no oh no <laughs> oh, that's okay <laughs> no, no yeah no. well I found out today because we were I was ta- we were talking about him at work and um, he and I our towns are, are uh, like 30 minutes away from each other and then we both went to the Ohio State University so wow. <laughs> I could have ended up like J.D. Vance and that's the two genders. The same background, yeah. Mitra and JD Vance. <laughs> how many two genders jokes can we make in Let's one year of a podcast? We only have we've only done two, but how many can we fit in before the end of this recording? We'll find out. Um all right, let's jump in here. We've got a couple of updates that we want to get to. Um, the very first one, um, Chelsea looking like Elizabeth Theranos in a black turtleneck today. Um, please play us that <laughs> call. Wow, I feel like that is a great compliment. Hi, Joel and Mitra, Mitra and Joel. <laughs> um, this is Rasputin's girlfriend. Uh, I, first, I have to say that the name is actually perfect because I don't even know how many years ago I held the number two spot in the U.S. for Rasputin on Just Dance. So it really, like, touched a place in my heart for it to be like, oh, my God, this is, like, actually a sign. Um, 
But I really want to thank you guys because your advice really just resonated with me and it really helped me out. I cried in my car <laughs> when I heard it and I listened to it like eight times before, I don't know, I actually even understood what was happening. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm working through everything in therapy. I'm definitely single now. I have a dick appointment on Friday. I'm excited to get my back blown out I don't know if I can say that I'm so sorry <laughs> but um I just really wanted to thank you guys and I'm also moving far 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 away I'm moving like across the country because I stayed here because I was in love so that was um a mistake apparently so I'm moving so great I'm excited <laughs> life is great Oh, God, I can't figure out how to hang up. And really stuck the landing there at the end. That was, of course, Rasputin Girlfriend, if you don't remember that call. Um, It was one of a classic, a classic um, person calling us um, who just needed to break up with their boyfriend. Yes. And that's what we said. Comically evil boyfriend. Comically evil Um, boyfriend. So happy uh, that you did this. Um, The Just Dance trivia is iconic. (laughs) It's something that would have held a lot of currency with me (laughs) around that time. (laughs) I would always get so upset because so many people would like cheat the game and just move their hands the right way. And not actually be doing the dance. Yeah. People would beat me, (laughs) me, very personal. People would beat me because they were doing, like, just doing the correct, like, wrist movements. So they're Oh, you know what? I'm I'm confused because I'm thinking of Dance Dance Revolution, which is not something you can really cheat at. Oh, maybe that's incredible at i don't remember I, one of the dance games no you're just, right you're you're thinking of the correct one just dance is the one with the hands and everything but and that's dance, correct us if we're wrong Ugh, don't don't tell us if we're wrong about this <laughs> you'll you will not get your moment if, if you correct us about this okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you thought you would be featured on the podcast for that honey keep moving um <laughs> All right, we've got another update. I I want to say preface this by saying that I have been thinking about this person and I was so relieved that they updated us because their call was so haunting. (laughs) Perfect. Chelsea, once again. Hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra and newcomer Chelsea. This is (laughs) Melina Davides uh, calling back (laughs) with an update. I confronted my therapist, which is a funny thing to say, about her incessant smoke alarm going off. Um, when I told her I could hear it and that it was a bit distracting, she looked shocked and she said, I didn't know you could hear it. And I said, yeah, I can hear it. And she said, you know, I've been living in this house with a while, for a while. It's been beeping this way for a while, probably years. So confirmed she is a psycho. Um, but she said she's going to fix it. Uh, She said it's not an issue with the batteries. I also don't understand that. But she said that she's been meaning to do it for a while, and she's very happy that she is now going to have a reason to do so. I cannot believe she's not doing it for herself, but I will take it. Um, I think I have vastly improved this woman's life as well as my own, and I have you all to thank for it. So thanks for taking my call. Thank you for the humanitarian service you do. 
Uh, I love you both very much. And I did, in fact, use your code Urgent Care. So thank you so much. Yes. Bye. Yes, queen. That's awesome. Slay. Oh, my God. So that's crazy. (laughs) 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 And I know that, like, you know, we have to be careful with how we use the word crazy, but that's crazy. Crazy. (laughs) To have that thing going for years? Years? Really tough. That is messed up. Well, I'm glad you got the release. It's amazing the things you can get used to, though. You know? That's true. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I've done worse, but that is one of the worst things I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. Well, um, on that note, let's take a quick break. And then when we get back, we'll get into your calls and emails. Woohoo! And we're back. Oh, wow. We did it. Okay. I'm so excited to be back with you and with an email, no less, if you can believe that. Um, I'll do it. Okay, I'll read you do it. it. Thank I'll you. Read it. Thank you so much for actually taking some of the labor of this podcast on to yourself. Wow. For well, once. after I put together this flawless order okay, of calls okay. and emails. A little too much peek behind the curtain. <laughs> also, real quick, I love um, Newcomer Chelsea as sort of newcomer the title Chelsea. for a while. <laughs> for the next like, for the 10 years. For years but. <laughs> newcomer Chelsea. <laughs> it's a choice. <laughs> okay. Hi, Mitra and Joel, Joel and Mitra. I will try to keep this as brief as possible as I know you both hate long emails and I crave your approval. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the dynamic we have established. (laughs) I've been with my boyfriend for two years and we were close friends for three years prior. It's the best relationship I've ever had and I'm so happy and comfortable, which is new for me. Where the issue comes in is his ex-girlfriend. She broke up with him a few months before we started dating because she had fallen for her best friend and they had begun seeing each other behind my boyfriend's back. As messy as this sounds, they ended on relatively good terms as they had been dating for a long time and it just wasn't a good relationship anymore. However, once me and him started dating, she was extremely aggressive and hostile while also calling him saying she missed him and wanted to be close again. He gently set a boundary. I read all the texts saying that he just didn't feel comfortable with that and she, of course, was furious. Ever since then, she posts about him constantly saying that he was the one cheating with me while they were dating, which of course couldn't be further from the truth. It really bothers me because he's such a good person and I'm hurt and embarrassed by all of this negative attention. It's depressing enough because being quarantined 3,000 miles away from my family without reading nasty, false things about me by someone I barely know. What should I do, if anything? Uh, Great. Okay. Wow. Um, Also, this person apologized again for the length of the email (laughs) at the end, which I did not read. (laughs) You spared them that. You spared them that. Okay. Um, So boundaries, X, um, nasty attention. Okay. So we've got sort of a nasty woman. (laughs) (laughs) Hurlery Clinton. Hurlery Clinton. Hurlery Clinton. Don't look at me. Hurlery Clinton. Okay. So we're dealing with... Hurlery Clinton right now. Um, that's the name. And I want I wanted to be on record that you are the one who pitched Hurlery Clinton. Hurler she Clinton. Hurler she Clinton. Hurler she Clinton. Um, incredible. We're off to a great start. The break did nothing to us, did not slow us down at all. We were still firing on all cylinders here at Urgent Care. And I feel sick. Um, Hurler she Clinton. Um, my whew. mouth got just so dry <laughs> after saying that. Um, this is a this is a tough one. What do you think about this one? 
Um, well, uh, I think like the immediate sort of boring thing would be just like trying to, I mean, I don't know. It's like, this isn't a person who is behaving rationally. So it's like, I wouldn't necessarily recommend like having a heart to heart this person. But sometimes I do think people behave in a more unhinged way online because you feel disconnected from the person and you don't like imagine that person there, especially in COVID times. Like I feel like our a lot of our most unhinged behavior happens online because of distance. So maybe have like calling her or something like that. Does that sound mm. crazy? Like, I just feel like sometimes we do things because we don't think that they f- make, like a person will feel anything. Like people will say some of the most, like nastiest, most fucked up stuff to me online. And then I'll be like, this hurt my feelings. And it's like, lol, no. Like Rachel Sennett tweeted something about that recently being like, people will say like, like I'm the ugliest person in the world. And then I'll reply saying, ow, that hurt my feelings. They're like, LOL, didn't think you'd see this babe or whatever. Like I'm butchering her funny joke, but I feel like that's such a phenomenon and like sometimes just calling someone out will either curb the behavior or like shame them into not doing it anymore. Yeah, and it's worth I a try. Of, I mean, I my inclination here is to go full scorched earth. I think like you respond to the post, you take a screenshot of the post and you write your own post. Like you really got to go like tit for tat um, in a yeah. huge way here um, because you got to set the record straight, babe. Yeah, I feel like I feel like this is a step A, step B situation where we kind of get the best of both worlds. Like maybe first she tries talking to this person, and then if that doesn't work, destroy her life. (laughs) Destroy it, like absolutely. And I'm saying, and I, I, I think even screenshot the texts, post them on in the comments of her post. Okay, that's if you want to fucking destroy her, that's what you do, and that's and that's that and that. Yeah. Receipts. You have receipts. You have so. the receipts. And you could even you just respond the with a cryptic stop. sort of this like re- like comment reply being like, this had better stop because you know I have receipts. I will yeah. release them if the posts don't disappear in one hour. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I-, I know that sounds kind of crazy, but we're in quarantine right now. Like, what else do you have but this beef? Like, you... <laughs> I mean, I guess you have a loving boyfriend. Congrats. A family um, that you miss. Disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> but this seems to be something that could take up uh, a good amount of time. And, you know, The Crown is only four seasons long. You know, it only lasts for too long. I know that I feel an absence in my life now that it's done. I don't know what else to do. And I wish I had this kind of drama to sort of take up some space in my life. Have you, I mean... I can do, I'll do something to you. (laughs) JK, can you imagine? (laughs) Immediately a 19 text long apology. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I think you have, um, you have the power here. I think do the rational thing, which is what Mitra suggested, which is reach out directly. And if she ignores or is not amenable to that, I think you take it public and you threaten with the receipts. And if push comes to shove, you post the receipts. And oh, and I think also just um, let your boyfriend know that you're going to do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that is a, a key well, element. He, she needs him to be complicit because he has the receipts. Right. I, I guess it can't happen without his permission, but yeah. just he'll want to know. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, I think that was um, perfect. So, I think, yeah. I don't um, know if anybody else could have given better advice, honestly. And you did Thank that. You. Okay. Well, we have our first voicemail of the day asking for help. Ugh. Ugh, God. Can't believe it. (laughs) Chelsea, reach into the bag. 
Hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra, I love you both so much. Um, love this podcast. Um, so my problem, I'm currently hiding in my room, one of my roommate's rooms because one of my other roommates is having an extremely emotional personal conversation with her parents in our living room slash dining room slash kitchen area. And the walls in our house are very thin. And so everyone in the house can hear the conversation, but she's in the living area instead of her bedroom. And I want to cook my dinner, but I don't want to hear the conversation or like be in the area where she's having this conversation. And this is like a repeating thing where like at least once a day she takes a call or a FaceTime about like a serious topic and has it where everyone can see and hear. And I'm just wondering if there's a way that I can tell her to like please not do this anymore that doesn't make her feel bad because I think she likes to have these conversations in the common area so then we can debrief afterwards but it's also like kind of exhausting to be listening to this because I'm like I would rather just have you have the conversation and then if you want to talk about it afterwards be like hey I had this conversation but instead I have to listen to it every time yeah I don't know let me know if there's a way to do this please <laughs> thank you guys love you both Okay, so the listeners won't know this because we'll have done it in post. Um, but Marina will have to up the volume on this call because <laughs> I want everyone listening to this to know that this caller is whispering in such a way <laughs> that really adds to the drama of the situation because you can feel the thinness of the walls from the low decibel. It really made me tense to listen to this call because you, yeah, you really the restraint. Um, I, 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 and as an empath, it was just so hard to hear that, um, because it made me feel like I needed to be quiet too. She's um, in the kitchen and I would like to use the kitchen. I can't use the kitchen because she's in there right now. It, it wow, felt like ASMR vibes from Joel. It really was like ASMR, like she's being held, like she's like literally being held hostage on the phone with 911 trying not to alert her captor uh, in the next room. <laughs> and we wish this caller the, the absolute best. <laughs> yeah. The, you know, our listeners, movie fucking magic, movie magic, babe, is that our producers here at Urgent Care are going to up the volume on that and you'll never know how she was whispering. <laughs> but we just told you. What's this What's this whisperer's name? What's this little church mouse's name? Um, Friendian in the Cupboard? Okay. <laughs> Radical acceptance. I love it. <laughs> I think that's better than um, Hurl or Rishi Clinton for sure. <laughs> Certainly easier to say. Certainly um, easier to say. Wow. <laughs> um, okay, so we're just going with Friendian in the cupboard. Friendian mm-hmm. in the cupboard. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. well, I, I certainly don't have that. anything else. <laughs> um, my piece of advice is very, very simple. And it's one that I'm, I, she sort of, she touches on a little bit in this because it sounds like the roommate isn't an, uh, an emotional exhibitionist. Um, in that, you know, there seems to be a component of this where she likes that everyone c- can hear this conversation, which is fucked up and psycho of her. <laughs> but, um, what I would do is 
if I were in your position, I would make it quite frankly impossible for her to have this conversation in that room. Mm. Um, by you going in there and having your own competing phone conversation of an <laughs> equally emotional <laughs> substance. Um, like, and I'm talking tears, I'm talk, talking screaming, and that can sort of like start the conversation a little bit of like, hey, maybe so this we can avoid this happening in the future. Everyone does this in their rooms. Or even just like making your dinner super loud. Like, yes. this, like literally making it so untenable for her to do this in the common area. You know what Playing they should do? Lord. Oh, yeah. Really I was going to say, um, so I have two pitches. One um, is do those TikTok acting challenges. Have you seen those? <laughs> Where one person will record one side of the dialogue and you have to record the other half. Like you, you're recording acting challenges really loud and emotionally in the room while she's having these convos. And my second pitch is participate vocally in the conversation. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. That is so good. So like when the person loudly on FaceTime is like, you never listen to me. Be like, that's so true. Like you never listen to him or whatever. <laughs> or really back her up. <laughs> Be an active participant in the fight so that oh my god it is unbearable for the fight to continue in the shared area <laughs> i think that's brilliant i think that's really really brilliant and like it could there is a small like minuscule chance that it could backfire in a major way and that she might be like yes thank you actually come and sit down next to me while i have this conversation <laughs> um that there's a slim chance that might happen because this girl i don't know she sounds like a loose cannon to me um yeah. but I think that's a really, really smart idea because the thing is, is like, I normally you'd be able to just like be out there and your presence would be enough, but it, she seems to like that. So you have to, you have to up the ante by either making noise or in, in injecting yourself into the conversation, I think. Yeah. Well, it's also like, I feel like our behavior, like, it's just like, I'm so sick of my bedroom that I'll do anything to be anywhere else. And I don't care mm -hmm. what I'm doing. Like the things that we are willing to do in spaces where we wouldn't normally do them. Obviously this is an extreme case, but I, I think maybe this isn't something that would happen outside of COVID, but regardless, make it miserable. <laughs> make it miserable. And like, hopefully she'll, she'll come to the conclusion on her own that she needs to be in the bedroom. But I don't know, babe, you might have to talk to her. Is, I mean, of course, the nightmare would be that you just sit down and say, hey, <laughs> this is something that makes me uncomfortable. Um, and please, can you do this in your room? But we don't want you to have to do that. No, we no, don't. No. We would never want you to just sit down and have a you very, very quick, urgent care easy conversation. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. You wanted no. creative solutions to your predicament. And that's what we're here to provide. Sure, you could sit down and say, hey, I love you. I'm always here for you to like sort of break it down with me afterwards and talk through how you feel. And I like doing that as your friend. But could you just have those conversations not in such a public setting, maybe in your room with the door closed? No, no, yeah. no. Bang pots and pans. Bang pots and pans. Slam your door. Respond. It, put on music <laughs> in the kitchen. And like do it in such a way where it's like you force her to ask you what's going on. Like, <laughs> What are you doing? I'm that on the is, phone and it's like, oh, well, maybe you should do it in your room. Oh, you I'm sorry. I guess we're not making loud, disruptive scenes in the common area. Huh. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Huh. Interesting. I I really thought that this at the start of this conversation, at the start of this call, that 
she was in she, like, when she was like, I'm in my roommate's room and they're on the conversation and I don't know what I thought that was it. I thought I was I was going to be like, well, this seems like a very like sort of immediate crush. <laughs> <laughs> we can't help you now. Um, it, it's not a live call line. It, you should, you know, like 911. But I'm glad it turned into something we could really sink our teeth into. Me too. Me three. Should we move on? I guess so. Oh, another voicemail. Wow. Wow. Well, Let's dive in to this one. Chelsea? Hi, Joel and Mitra. Mitra and Joel, I love you both so much. I'm a huge fan. Um, I use she, hers pronouns. And um, I just got a Facebook invite from my older sister to what I can only assume is an MLM, a multi-level marketing scheme. Uh, it's called Arbone, um, A-R-B-O-N-N-E, and it seems terrible. Um, and it's like, it's called My Sister's Healthy Living Party. And the person who's been posting in it, I'm assuming is a, is a friend of a friend from college, and they've been talking about um, skin and care and wellness and it's all very terrifying to me and white and I don't know how to tell my sister that I think that she's involved in something bad um, and not good and I think it's also a, an element of this for me is that she is my older sister and I don't want to like sound critical or judgmental of her life choices but I also don't want her to like waste her money um, Okay. Uh, love you both so much. Everybody sit on my face all day. I love it. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Multi-level sister Facebook. Um, um, my sister's keeper kind of vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I was going to say um, the company is called Arbon. Mm-hmm. Um, Herbon. She gave us the pronouns. I was going to say my sister, she, her. So. My sister, she, her? Yeah. Like she slash her. In the, in the style of my sister's keeper. My sister's she, her. That's it. That's it. That's the one. My sister, she, her. Um, I was trying so hard not to sense. say that. But, but it's so but good. But we didn't have any other ideas. My sister, so. she, her. Oh, it doesn't feel good, but it is what leapt to my mind immediately. Mm-hmm. So, okay. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so this is interesting. I recently hooked up with somebody who's in an, involved in an MLM, multi-level marketing scheme. Wow. Um, and you know what I did? I just simply looked at them in the eyes post-quarterly and I said, have you seen The Vow? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that was sort of my in to being like, I think what you're doing is a cult. Um, and it's not, it's no good, which is slightly different from an MLM. Let's be clear. Yes. Um, I know there is a, there is a good podcast on MLMs. I don't remember the name of it, but, um, worth Googling podcast MLM. (laughs) Maybe I can find it. Um, anyway, but I also think, um, oh, it's called the dream, the dream, I believe, but also worth doing some, just like a quick Google search because you might, there might be people who are already like posting about this on message boards or something like that, or some article about, the group, the company that she's working for. Um, I obviously have not done this, but... I, I would maybe wait it out until there is some negative... In, until Because right now, you are just going to look like you are 
being mean. shitting on her for you know and her and her big life chase. I, I imagine that there's other stuff going on in your sister's life that would sort of bring you to these conclusions about her being a part of an MLM. But like the the thing is is like it seems relatively relatively right now harmless. It does not seem like anyone's being branded at Arbon. Yeah, if you look on Reddit and find like a 700 comment thread about how Arbon uh, bankrupted someone's mo- like all these moms, then yeah, like talk to your sister, but I wouldn't go based on a hunch. But Yeah, absolutely do the legwork first. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> It is tough, though. I've had so many. Some people just need to feel a part of something bigger. And if the if if what your sister has turned to is a vegan cosmetics company for that, then I would count yourself lucky because, you know, there are a lot of people who join real cults or things like Landmark Forum, which are scams, capital S. and so as long as she's not like financially destitute by this, um, devastated by this, and it, and she's not hurting anybody, she's not branding anybody, and she doesn't seem to be taking advantage, being taken advantage of too much, then I think it's okay. I think you got to let your sister have this one. Yeah, I've just, I don't know. I've seen like a million Tupperware and Mary Kay parties and stuff, and I don't yeah, know. Yeah, what is, what is Mary Kay but an MLM, you know? Yeah, and I don't know. I, I... I get the concern for sure. Nobody wants their family to be taken advantage of, but um, do some do some investigating. I don't know. It could be a fun side project for you, um, proving that our bond is a, a multi level marketing yes. scheme, and a then podcast idea. Make a podcast. Yes. Make a podcast. Oh <laughs> my god! You know what? Use this energy. Make a podcast. And then we obviously will be APs on the podcast. (laughs) Um, Functionally, we will do no work, but we will take any money. And we will listen to it. Oh, yeah. If it's good. (laughs) (laughs) Best of luck with your podcast. Best of luck. (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, while we go and look into our bond. Hi, so quick update. This is Mitra recording this the day after we recorded the original episode. A quick little search showed us that our bond is a full-blown multi-level marketing scheme. We had no idea when we recorded this. However, we do not have enough time to re-record. And as you will see, we reference our bond about 1 million times throughout the rest of the episode. So it cannot be cut, but we did not want to leave that information um unaddressed in this episode. So just a quick update. Uh Arbon is an MLM. We do not endorse Arbon. Uh we retract our previous statements. Don't do Arbon. We're very sorry. Enjoy the rest of the episode. <laughs> we should take a quick break and then when we come back we've got two little old emails, just two little old emails to get through and that's wow. it. Wow. Can you believe? Mm-mm. Bye-bye. And we're back, and I just bought $6,000 worth of our bond. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm looking better than ever. (laughs) Oh, my God. It was all cruelty-free. And actually, we're getting – I'm getting a call. We just got a cease and desist from our bond. From our bond. Yeah, should we use the name? I think it's fine. I I think it's fine. 
If, if we need to bleep it out, that's also fine. I don't mind yeah, either way. I mean, <laughs> but then how would Herban, my pitch Herban ever make sense? Oh my God. I don't know. I mean, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Ultimately, we, I want to be the face of Herban. <laughs> 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 I feel like that is like definitely in like with the different universes, <laughs> like there is, a, there is a me that has a multi-level marketing <laughs> scam company or it might be in the future in like a year when things go south when I age out of writing for television um (laughs) okay um so we got an email here it's a pretty quick one um Mitra I can't believe this um I'm gonna read it what I'm gonna read it you can't believe that you're gonna read it yeah (laughs) me neither (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra. I'm actually going to keep this short. I am back in the office. I live in Georgia and they don't care about our lives. And I am always horny during the day. At (laughs) night, I get home to my incredible husband who I am incredibly sexually attracted to, but I am too tired to be horny. What do I do? How do I move my horniness to the night? Um, cocturnal animals. Yes, yes. (laughs) Oh, title of F. July, you made it easy on him this time. This time, cocturnal animal. I love that. Oh my God. Um, I mean, I think this is pretty simple um, for now, which is just jerk off at work. That's what I would do. That's what I have done. When I worked at Groupon, Mm. I used to go and tug one out in the bathroom like a couple times a week. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Sometimes I use the breastfeeding room. As it was intended. Yeah. It's a different kind of milking. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. This (laughs) This has been the final episode of Urgent Care. (laughs) And so I actually got a cease and desist from Arbonne, and Joel got a cease and and desist from the cops. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think um, fuck in the morning. Ooh, yeah. Like, it's, you're, I don't know. You're, that's nice. <laughs> I hate morning sex. I hate morning sex. We actually don't know the gender of this person. Um, they could be a man or a woman, or are they? And I, um, I hate morning sex. I hate morning sex. It's, um, it's when I'm least able to use my butt for sex, and I'm very tired for other stuff. So I get why that's not necessarily maybe the option, but, um, it's an option. It's an option. (laughs) Certainly an an option. Some people love it. Um, I think, um, I, I feel like also like, um, I don't know, (laughs) have a big cup of coffee right before you go. (laughs) Or, I mean, like, make it a fun game of, like, how you can sneak home and have sex with your husband in the middle of the day. That's like, hot. you know, I feel like it's COVID times. Even if you're in Georgia, which, by the way, if you live in Georgia, I have so many friends in Atlanta. Their Instagram stories, it's like they're on a different planet. It's so it's so wild what's going on in Florida and Georgia and some of these southern states. I, like, truly feel like I'm on a different planet. Um, but it's still COVID times there. And I, I feel like there could be some laxness of, like, you being like, I need to go get tested. Or, like, <laughs> and then just rushing coughing, home having coughing sex. a lot. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I also think, like, yeah, making making an event out of it. Like, I don't know, like, have him have – him, 
I don't know, plan something fun for when you get back or something. I feel like just if like if you really want I, I get it. Like I um it's it's hard for me to stay up. <laughs> so I understand. <laughs> Um, but I do feel that there are things you can do, uh, to get yourself excited. Also, like, just fucking chug a Red Bull. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know chug a Red Bull before you leave work. Or if you are a man or you have testosterone, um, work out before you go home. Like, go, leave from work, go to the gym, and then... Um, like lift some weights and then come home. And I tell you, I have never, no matter what time of day it is, when I work out, I feel so horny afterwards. I feel like I could fucking. <sighs> we, and we lost Joel. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think for, for anybody though, like I, I do feel like hyped up after I work out. Like there's yeah. the obvious, like. No, uh, it's only for boys. But working out's for boys. And then girls um, go, um, go play Ribbon shoes. Dance. <laughs> go to the makeup counter get yourself dolled up <laughs> go get a padded teddy from victoria's secret slam on those high-heeled shoes have don't some forget Sephora the perfume makeup. do oh my god do not forget the perfume drench yourself in red door <laughs> walk into the house nearly nude Save for your padded teddy from Victoria's Secret drenched in red door wearing a stunning nude lip from the Sephora sample counter. And then barrage high heels. Snap your ankles so your man has to come pick you up. You'll be so horny. You'll be thanking me weeks for weeks to come. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, even if you're a man, you can do all of that too. Yeah, I don't want to discriminate like Joel. Any gender. (laughs) High, high heels. High, high high heels. The padded teddy. Your head's in the clouds. They're so high. Red door. Some Arbon makeup. Some Arbon. (laughs) Yeah, go straight to the Arbon counter at the Sephora. (laughs) This episode, like if we have to bleep Arbon, then this episode (laughs) is like 50% bleeped. (laughs) No, we've mentioned brands before. If we can say Sephora, we can say Arbon. Well, can we? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, well, I hope this fixed everything. Please do exactly what Joel and I said. We basically um, just, <laughs> our advice was essentially like, fuck before work, fuck during work, or fuck after work. <laughs> <laughs> I know your problem is that you're too tired to have sex, but you considered having sex. <laughs> well. Yeah, I guess go to bed earlier, wake up earlier to fuck. They can't all be winners. <laughs> yeah. And in fact, more than half of them sometimes aren't. Um, yeah. But we do our best. All right. We really do. Um, here's here's our final email. And this is one of my favorite We made emails. it to the end and it's a long one, but you're going to read it. Okay. Hi, Mitra and Joel. I'm a fan of you both equally, but Mitra comes first because I am a feminist. Uh, I, yeah. he, him have a stupid problem. I'm hoping you can help me with. I have a... Cl- <laughs> I have, a, sorry. I have a close friend who recently started re-wearing this really dumb hat that they have. It's not quite a fedora, but it's definitely a full-brimmed hat with a fancy sort of trim. Think something Johnny Depp might wear. On the one hand, I try not to judge people's fashion choices. If my friend likes the hat, it of course ultimately is their call. 
On the other hand, it's such a dumb fucking hat. <laughs> if I saw someone I didn't know wearing it on the street, I would think, oh, that person doesn't have any friends close enough to tell them that the hat is stupid. If it were you and a friend did something like this, would you take up the responsibility of convincing them not to wear the hat? or just let it go. I feel like I know the correct answer, so keep in mind that this doesn't ultimately matter at all. I'm really looking for your most unhinged and deranged suggestions here. Thanks for the help. Okay. So, we've got Johnny Depp hat, Johnny Depp, Jack mm-hmm. Sparrow, <laughs> Jack Shallow, Jack... <laughs> Captain Jack Shallow? Captain Jack Shallow, because that's what his friend is at the end of the day. <laughs> but also, like... I would want to know. <laughs> but I I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's ways to do it that yeah, absolutely. aren't like devastating. Like I definitely like I have often questionable taste clothing wise and I wear a lot of stuff that is really unflattering for my body type. That is something that is off discussed. And yeah. I do feel that I have people in my life who will be, will make a joke. And I'm like, you know, I can tell that this, like I wear, I never wear a tight pair of pants almost or almost never. And sometimes my friends will be like, wow. Like we'll, we'll, we'll make a comment that is a joke, but makes it clear to me that it's not like a boy, a pair of boyfriend jeans. It's a pair of unflattering jeans. <laughs> I am grateful for that. And then my feelings are not hurt. I I just know. Okay, let's do, let's really take a closer look, Seth Meyers style, at these jeans. <laughs> <laughs> let's have Sal Gentile write an investigative report. <laughs> he writes. A yeah, I feel like and maybe this isn't your friend group. Maybe this isn't the kind of friends that you have. But like everybody rags on each other in my friend group for something. For like, there's like the one thing that we we've made it okay. It's like the okay space to make fun of my friend for X. Matt Rogers sings, you know, my friend Jared is hyperbolic, Um, you know, like there are just like things about my friends that like we are in the safe zone. Like if I were to make a joke about Matt singing, he wouldn't get mad at me because Mm -hmm. he knows. He knows he sings too much, you know. (laughs) Um, And I wonder if you can make this hat that thing for your friend. Like if he just starts wearing it and he walks in the room and you're like, hey, Johnny Depp, you know, um, Johnny Depp called. He wants his hat back. That sort of comedic genius that I'm just bringing. Joan Rivers, fashion police extraordinaire, revival. Joel Kim Booster, (laughs) (laughs) sponsored by, of course, Arbonne. (laughs) I think. I think one thing you could really do that could potentially ruin this hat for your friend in a huge way is if you like one day just. Without saying anything, without ever teasing him about the hat, without um, directly coming out and telling him like, hey, I hate this hat, is you like sort of playfully take the hat off him, put it on yourself, and then like start taking the worst pictures of yourself imaginable and posting them. (laughs) Hashtag hat. Maybe put the Um, hat on and start going, why is the rum gone (laughs) over and over again? (laughs) Um, And just sort of doing that, like, and sort of so he can see through your eyes what the hat looks like, you know? Yeah. But it is, I get it. I do. I I actually have been in this exact situation with someone and I'll tell you offline, Joel, um, once we're done, but someone, yes, our, our one, our one, our one. (laughs) Um, now it's just, it's the little messaging, our (laughs) boss. 
I pray this episode has 7,000 bleeps. Um, okay. Uh, but it was, I, this person I knew was not going to take the criticism well. And, but I was like, I just know that this is a really embarrassing hat and like, I have to act. And so I, I did do the, um, sort of gently ribbing about the hat enough times where I did feel that I was being mean and I didn't like it, but I, it did lead to them not wearing the hat anymore (laughs) because people were making jokes about it. I just was like, (laughs) I don't know what to do, but, but also what I, some people don't care. What I left that experience feeling was that it just wasn't for me, it did not feel worth making them feel bad by making a million jokes. So, But did it work? It did work. But I was like, was it worth it? So I don't know. Maybe there's also a world where you just fucking get over it and it's just a hat is the other side of things. Yeah, the stakes um, feel very low. Like I, I became like obsessed with the hat. <laughs> I was like, I have to get this person to stop wearing the hat. And then when I was done, I was like, why was this such a big deal? This is pretty stupid. Um, yeah. So <laughs> are you still friends with that person? That, mm-hmm. Did they forgive you for ruthlessly bullying you, bullying them? They've forgiven me. Okay. Well, I hope I, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting lesson because on one hand, you're sort of telling him it didn't make you feel good. But on the other hand, you're telling him it did work. So, yeah. so I just want to present all sides of the situation. Um, <laughs> I have chatted Joel the situation. <laughs> he now knows what I'm referring to. Do you remember this? And you were right. I was right. And you were right. Do you remember this phase? Yeah. Yeah. It was fucked up. It was not okay. And I did a good job, but I do think and it was I, bad. And I can tell you, though, Mitra did the right thing and the friendship has bounced back in a big mm-hmm. way. So it has, the friendship has really bounced back. <laughs> it's flourished. It's flourished, <laughs> one might say. So I think you can do, I think you can do it. I think you can just make fun of him lightly. And and the thing is, it's like, if he doesn't care, if he can get through the light ribbing, then you then you both sort of get what you want, which is like you get to acknowledge the elephant in the room, which is this dorky ass hat. And he yeah. gets to feel like, a badass in his hat that he loves, you know? Like, I think that it's, it's, it's sort of like releasing the pressure on the valve a little bit for you. It's like, it's so hard to not acknowledge the hat. I get that. And I get Um, that. And so like, also now's the time to have a horrible hat. Like you're not Mm -hmm. seeing people the way you were before. So if you're gonna pull out a stupid hat, do it now. <laughs> do it during the spike, now. babe. <laughs> also, just steal the hat. You can also just do that. Oh, yeah. Um, steal and hide the hat. It's an, it's another option. It's sort of the nuclear option when it comes to friends' hats. But uh, Yeah, but then, of course, what if they love the hat so much they buy a new hat? And oh. then you've really just solidified that this hat is a staple of their wardrobe. So, yeah, you know, you have to equal opposite reaction type stuff. So, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I think, I think we present, once again, we presented every option. (laughs) (laughs) The only available options, um, we've presented them all and so now it's up to you. I I have to weigh in. I think he should buy the hat. (laughs) You think, Chelsea, you think he should buy the hat? Yeah, I think he should get the same hat. (laughs) And then his friend will stop wearing it. Yes. That's actually, that is the one option that we didn't present. Is oh. like, I mean, it's sort of akin to what I was saying, which is borrow the hat and take pictures in it. So no, that but buying sort of like the hat through. is like but another level. But buying the level. same hat is another level of direction. And, and I want to hear like 
So Chelsea, like what, what do, what does that accomplish for you? For me, like what in the situation, like, what do you, like, what do you no, think buying the hat does? I get it. Cause no, if, I, if, I just want to hear from Chelsea. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Then the friend will be throw like jealous that his other he probably <laughs> wants it to be his thing. So then if somebody else is wearing the same thing as, as him, if it's a guy, is he's not gonna want to wear it anymore. It's she's right. She's absolutely correct. I love it. Thank you. I just I logic. just wanted to I just wanted to hear uh <laughs> I wanted to hear from you. No, I, I it clicks for me. It really does. But I just, you know, I th- you had to, it was like weighing on you. So I just wanted, yeah. I needed to. It was weighing on me because I was like, this would work. <laughs> wow. Well, I love Very it. rarely do we have producer uh, intervention, but we needed it in this case. We needed it. <laughs> so I think definitely do that. <laughs> Um, Wow. So um, we presented every option for everything that could ever happen to every single one of our callers. And you know what? That's why they come to us. That's why we are number one on the iTunes charts right now. Yes. Um, Which reminds me, I I do want to say, guys, thank you so much for all the ratings and reviews that you've left us. We have cracked 900. Unfortunately, I have no way of knowing who the 900th review was. So... (laughs) If you know, honor system, if you know you were the 900th, then please email us. Otherwise, um, we'll um, need to get to 1,000 next, and I'll pay better attention for the thousands. Because there are podcasts, there are lesser podcasts with over 1,000 reviews. You just saying this. And <laughs> for us to be stuck at 950 or wherever we're at is unconscionable. So get on that. Um, please continue to rate and review us. If you have questions or concerns of your own, updates um, about uh, problems you've already called in on or um, second opinion advice you'd like to give to any of our callers or listeners, um, please give us uh, an email at urgentcarepod at gmail.com um, or I don't have the fucking sticky with the number on it. Oh, tri- it's no. 323-334-0371. Oh, also one small thing. Um, you will have a better chance of getting on the show if you your question is not centering COVID. <laughs> I would yeah. like to just put that out there. We're getting a lot of those calls. We're really trying to have this be a space that is not uh, COVID-centric. So we will probably yeah. not pick that call. Not to say we definitely won't, but it can most be won't. like it can be sort of like in the given circumstances of your situation. But there's especially a lot of like. You want us to make judgment calls on like appropriate behavior during a pandemic, and we're should just not going to do that. Should I have sex with this person during yeah. COVID? Should time? I have sex? Like, should I hang out? Should I see my family? I should I travel? Should that I do this or that? And the fact is, is that like we're just not going to make those decisions for you. <laughs> so, um, we <laughs> and just it's don't just a bummer to. to talk about. Yeah, so, it's like, just a bummer to talk about, and we just don't want to um, have to do it. So, um, please stop asking us. Okay. <laughs> Um, thank you, uh, for all the nice calls and emails too. Um, they have been, uh, very much appreciated. A real and boon. Are super a real sweet. real boon in a tough and time. And make us so happy. So yep. I'm, we're glad that you, um, like all the stupid shit we have to say most of the time. <laughs> and of course, if you send us something negative, it is deleted immediately. <laughs> um, thank you, Marina. Thank you, Chelsea. Thank you, Earwolf. Thank you, July. Thank you, Ryan, RIP, wherever you may be. <laughs> Another frightening RIP for Ryan, who is, of course, just not here this week. <laughs> 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 
Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Mitra. Bye. Bye.